Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom, Chaverim. That's Hebrew for hello, friends, and Shabbat Shalom. That's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. Today on Bagels and Blessings, you're going to hear my pre-recorded interview with Ron Cantor. I interviewed him a couple of months ago, long before the current Israeli conflict was happening. He lives in Israel, and we're going to really enjoy hearing what he has to say. and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a Messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Please join us for worship, and while you are in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open Mondays from 6 to 8 p.m., Tuesdays by appointment, Wednesdays from 3 to 8 p.m., Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m., and up to 30 minutes after services on Saturdays. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit Congregation Shema Yisrael. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester area, be sure to visit Congregation Shema Yisrael in the Fig Tree Bookstore and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. Of course, that was the great voice of Jonathan Sattel. And next up, here's a song that was written by Sue Samuel, and Rivka Witten recorded it, and I love her arrangement. This is called Rise Up. Who won't be shaken? Rise up, rise up with. 
Again, that was Botrifka Witten. Well, it isn't very often that I share personal things that are going on in my life, but I really need to get this out because talking about it helps me heal. Many years ago, our son was unable to care for his kitty, and so we took her in and cared for her, and her name was Roxy, and we loved her, and she was such a joy to both my husband and me. And we had her for about 13 years. She would have been 14 next month. And as I sit here in my studio, it's Sunday. So this past Thursday, we had to make a really difficult decision. You see, seven weeks ago, she was diagnosed with a tumor on her kidney and we found out that it was lymphoma. And we had been giving her palliative care. We were giving her a steroid and a morphine derivative and a stimulant to help her eat and another pill to help her uh, not throw up. And she just gradually went downhill and she wasn't breathing very well. And we knew it was time and we took her to the vet and we watched as they gently put her to her eternal sleep. And I will never forget my kitty cat, Roxy. And I just wanted to share that with you. And if I know you'll keep us in prayer. And you're listening to a song right now called Prelude to Eternity by Tamara Alexander. Thanks for listening. I will forever praise the Lord, for he is still on the throne, and prayer still changes things. And I know he loves me, he loves my husband, and he loved Roxy. Right now, I can say... Great is the Lord with Sarah Lieberman.
give him some praise in Jerusalem. Again, that was Sarah Lieberman from Paul Wilbur's CD, Roar from Zion. I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent air, heating and cooling. 585-889-7840. And now here's Ted Pierce with Praise You. Great idea. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise is awaiting you in Zion, oh God. And to you our vows will all be fulfilled. Oh, you who hears our prayers, it is to you that all shall come. Praise you. Praise you. Shout and the rocks cry out as we praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation, everyone gonna praise you. You crown the seasons with your Shout for joy And they sing praise. 
Shalom, y'all. This is Ted Pierce coming from Texas. Don't change that dial. You are listening to my fabulous friend, Ethel Chadwick, on Bagels and Blessings. Tune in every week for the best in radio. Thank you. Stay tuned for my pre-recorded interview with Ron Cantor. But in the meantime, here is an oldie but goodie. This is from the group Lamb. And this song is very comforting. And that's the word in the title, Comfort Ye My People. We need comfort because of what's going on with Israel right now. And certainly my husband and I need comfort as we mourn the loss of our darling cat, Roxy. So enjoy this beautiful song. May it comfort you today.
Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday morning at 10 a.m. 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. This is Ethel Chadwick. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. In light of what's been going on in Israel, I would like to share Marty Getz singing the Hatikva, which means the hope. This is the Israeli national anthem. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Here is the English translation of the song Hatikva. As long as in the heart within the Jewish soul yearns, and towards the end of the east the Jewish eye gazes towards Zion, a hope is not yet lost, the hope of 2,000 years, to be a free nation in our own land, the land of Zion and Jerusalem. Again, that was Marty Getz. And next, here is my interview with Ron Cantor. Ron Cantor, welcome back to Bagels and Blessings. Well, thank you so much. It is my pleasure. It's very exciting to have you back. You've, you've written some really great books. You're involved in so many things. And for those that want to know your exciting testimony, I recommend that they go back on my podcast page to find out because it's, it's really quite the testimony. And I know you and I both came from Richmond, Virginia. There's that. <laughs> but... Tell us a little bit about some of the ministries that you're involved with and how God is using you today, and then I have a question for you. Okay. Well, um, we have a TV station in Israel called Shalanu TV. That's probably the most exciting thing that we're involved in. About two years ago, I was um, approached by Israel's largest cable company uh, about bringing God TV on the air with them. God TV is a English Christian station that I did some work for. I'm the regional director for Israel, and I, I said to them that um, I didn't think we'd be interested. And he said, why not? I said, well, you know, this is a Hebrew-speaking country. Why would I want to pay you, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to have an English-speaking station? I said, but what do you think about having a Hebrew-speaking Wow. Let's do it. Long story short, we, uh, God provided the funding for it. We went on the air on uh, Israeli Independence Day in 2020, right as COVID was starting, and um, uh, with all Hebrew, all the time, testimonies, interviews, and we were, all, we were actually on cable TV in Israel. Now, I, I never dreamed that we would stay on there. I knew that uh, the minute that the, the Orthodox community heard about it, that there would be um, protests and um, and sure enough, within one week, all hell broke loose against us. Um, there was uh, threats, accusations, lies about us, and so much more. And um, uh, it took them two months to actually get us off the air uh, by pressuring the cable TV company. And um, we moved to, uh, to the Internet uh, in June of that year. And we've been there ever since. We just celebrated our third anniversary. We are constantly making new uh, material, again, testimonies, interviews, um, messages from congregations here locally in Israel, and um, reaching Israelis with the good news. That's exciting. Now, can this be accessed anywhere in, from anywhere in the world? Yeah, you just go to shalano.tv. But if you don't speak Hebrew and you want to enjoy some of it, Go to shalanotv.com. That is the same feed, but we have other videos uh, that are uh, have English subtitles, and so it'll be much more understandable. Shalanotv.com. Is that S H E L A N U? That is correct. Wonderful. Shalano means uh, I should have told you. Shalano means ours in Hebrew. So um, we are saying to the Jewish people, to the Israeli people, that Yeshua. Uh, he's one of us he came from Israel he came from the Jewish people and uh, you shouldn't be afraid of him and he's not a foreigner he's not an imposter he's one of us wow uh, that's amazing that you are on the air in Israel and that you know nobody's tried to bomb your station <laughs> yes well again we, we, we're on the internet so we can actually be anywhere in the world um, but when we were on cable TV, it was um, it was pretty intense. One of the most intense things I've ever been through. There were over 300 headlines about the issue all over the world in Hebrew and English. 
Uh, NBC News called me up. We were in Yahoo News, Jerusalem Post, Haaretz, which is a big paper here. And it wasn't fun. Um, It wasn't something I recommend, you know, to people. Um, You know, that was at the time that people were starting to wear masks. And I was probably the most willing mask wearer in the whole country, uh, hoping that nobody would recognize me from the newspapers. Wow. Um, but we, uh, we survived that, and um, praise God. You know, we do have opposition, but it, it's online, which is what we want. We want people to engage us. And we have two uh, Israeli evangelists that, uh, that do engage people online. And not just them, because anybody, any other believer can, can just like, you know, it's on Facebook or on uh, Instagram. We're also on YouTube and TikTok. And so uh, it gets people talking. That is really amazing. Have you had much of a, of a response from Jewish people that aren't yet believers? Yes. In fact, we, we've seen some come to faith over the past few years. Um, we had one woman who came to, actually came to my local congregation. She had come to faith watching the channel, and then she brought her friend with her to the congregation who also made a profession of faith while she was there. We have had um, three different rabbis or rabbinical students, uh, which would be someone training to be a rabbi, uh, contact us and say they wanted a New Testament in Hebrew, but not to send it to their address because they would, they would, you know, get caught and they could be persecuted. And so we would send it by private courier, literally hand delivering uh, a Hebrew New Testament to them. So we, we've had a bunch of really great testimonies. We had several young people who contacted us, and, and you know, legally, you cannot evangelize anybody uh, that is under 18. And so we tell them that, and we've had more than one that, that as soon as they turned 18, got back in touch with us and said, I want to I wanna keep the New Testament. We had one mother, uh, you know, a guy got his mother on the phone and said, look, my mom is giving me permission. I want, I want to read the New Testament. And so um, a lot of great testimonies. That is wonderful. That is just amazing. Oh, if I was your mother, I'd say I'm so proud of you. Oy. Goodness. <laughs> that was a team effort. We have a, we have a great team. Awesome. All right. Now, you're also involved in an organization called Tikkun. Can you tell us what that's all about? Well, Tikkun is a, uh, it's a network of congregations, ministries, uh, leaders, that was birthed in Maryland back in, uh, officially under the name Tikkun in the early 90s, but um, when I was just a youngster, we went by the name uh, Beth Messiah Apostolic Ministries. It was birthed out of Beth Messiah Congregation in Maryland with Dan Jester and Eitan Shishkoff, Paul Wilbur, Mike Brown, and, um, and Asher Intrader. And, uh, and then Asher and Eitan, they moved to Israel, so it kind of, international and um, I think there's something like 25 or 30 congregations in America here in Israel 10 uh, ministries and congregations um, it's really just a, a network of, of leaders uh, and congregations who have similar values who believe in uh, accountability financial accountability who believe in um, the power of the spirit who believe obviously in uh, the Messianic Jewish vision, living a Jewish life while believing in Yeshua. So we have similar values, and we uh, build our relationships, build our lives together. Okay, wonderful. If somebody wants more information about Tikkun, where would they find that? TikkunGlobal.org. And that's T-I-K-K-U-N as in Nancy, correct? That is correct. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you have authored some really interesting books about your testimony and about Yeshua. Of course, he is the he is the main subject of all of your books. And you send out some really interesting emails too. And I recently received one of those emails and you had a really provocative question and I wanted to talk about it here because it was really something that I just don't normally think about. And you you asked the question, can we ask Yeshua to pray for us? 
And while it might seem like an obvious answer, not everybody would think about that. So I was going to ask you to expound on that a little bit. Sure. Um, I was um, I was at an event uh, a few weeks ago, and, and I've had, uh, uh, this year's probably been the most difficult of my life. Um, I've never been anyone who has struggled with depression or anxiety, not, not for more than very short periods of time. And this year I went through a really, really difficult year. Towards the end of that time, uh, I was, I remember coming under just, um, I don't know if I would call it a panic attack. Uh, I would, I would call it more just severe anxiety being, uh, just, very uncomfortable <laughs> inside, feeling uh, a bit of oppression, and um, and I was uh, and I thank God He has set me free from that. It was a, a year, a journey. There was a lot I had to learn, mostly about rebuilding my devotional life with God and not being uh, overworked. I was at one point um, when I realized that I was working, you know, way too much. I was leading. 10 uh, different initiatives. Three of them were organizations, getting my master's degree, uh, Israel tours, and a bunch of other things. And when I finally put it all down on paper, I thought, this is nuts. This, this cannot be healthy. Uh, and um, so it was a process. But towards the end of this time, I remember I was dealing with, with just this panic or, or um, you know, just anxiety. And I opened up my Bible app, and I opened it up to Hebrew. It actually was the verse of the day, and it was Hebrews 7.25, and it talked about that Yeshua ever lived to make intercession for us. And as soon as I read that, I just said, like, blurted out loud, you know, or, or maybe I was actually around a, a bunch of unbelievers, probably in, in my heart, I just said, you know, or whispered, Yeshua, pray for me. And uh, I noticed in a very short time that the anxiety was about 50% less. And so throughout the day, I just continued to just, you know, every few minutes, I would just say, Yeshua, pray for me, intercede for me. And within a few hours, it was completely gone. My whole attitude had changed. And, and so when I got home, I said, is that, is that even biblical? Is that theological? And I got that one verse. In Hebrews, and I remembered in, in Romans 8, it says that Yeshua has sat down next to the right hand of the Father where he makes intercession for us. Now, in context, that has to do with his priestly role as, as a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, not after the order of Levi, the, the priest and the Levi priesthood. They would you know, live and then they would die. But Yeshua was different because he, his priesthood, according to Scripture, was based on his indestructible life, meaning that he ever lives to make uh, intercession for us. He's always there. He's never not ready. And, he's, and, and that's his priestly role, that he covers us. But then I thought, well, do, well can he just pray for me? Can he just, does Yeshua pray for me? Does he turn to the Father and say, bless Ron, help Ron, he's had a hard year. And so, I, of course, I remembered the passage in, uh, at the end of the Gospels where right before Peter denies the Lord and um, Yeshua says to him, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as weak, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. So there were many times in Scripture where people came to Jesus and they asked him for prayer and he would you know, cast out demons or pray for their disease and they'd be healed. But this is one of the only times where he, he, without being asked, he prayed for a personal need of somebody, um, for Peter. And, of course, we know that God answered that prayer. You know, he went through a horrible temptation. He denied the Lord, but he survived. In the end, his faith did not fail. Um, and then I began to do a little bit more searching, you know, to see if anybody else has written on this. Because I've never actually, like you, I've never heard anybody teach that Yeshua can pray for us. Um, obviously, he can do whatever he wants. He is, he's the Messiah. And I found an article by a guy named Pastor John Stark 
And, uh, and he basically said, yes, Yeshua does pray for us. And he says he prays for us in two primary needs. Number one, he prays for us when we sin. Uh, the Bible says in First John, I think it's 2-1, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua the Messiah, the righteous one. So he, he serves as an advocate or, you know, a lawyer, somebody who's on our side to plead our case. You know, Ron messed up, but you know what? He, he, has, he believes in me. He believes in the work I did on the cross. He is one of ours. And so we're, we're, we're not going to hold this against him. Um, and, of course, most people know that part. But he also covers us in prayer when we fall short. And that goes back to the passage, you know, that we read earlier about Peter. And this is what John Stark said. He said, he prayed that though they may be faced with temptation, none would shipwreck their faith. And, uh, of course, I remember, you know, Yeshua in the garden, uh, as he says to the disciples, uh, um, you know, watch and pray that you don't fall into temptation. That, that's really a big issue right there for all of us who are believers and we still have to contend with our flesh, with, our, with, with the carnal side, our actual human bodies that sometimes have desires that are less than godly, appetites that are less than godly. So we pray and we watch, we stay alert, and that we may not fall into temptation. But yet we see that Jesus prayed for Peter that he wouldn't fall into temptation that he would not be sifted as weak by the enemy. So one of the reasons I kind of felt comfortable doing this is an old uh, tradition that goes back to, um, to ancient times um, where, uh, you know, these monks would pray what they call the Jesus prayer. Let me quote from Peter Scazzaro um, in his book, uh, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And he says, the words of the prayer adapted from a parable of Jesus found in Luke 18, 19-14, are, Lord Jesus the Messiah, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Dating back to the 6th century, the Jesus prayer has long been a foundation of Eastern Christian spirituality to help believers remain grounded and dependent on God throughout the day. By repeating the prayer throughout the day, synchronizing the syllables of these words with our heartbeat throughout the day, the intention is that our very lives will embody the richness of this prayer. So I kind of had a reverse Jesus prayer. Mine was more, you know, uh, asking the Messiah to pray for me. And uh, not only did it work, but I do think there's a theological backing uh, that we probably need to take advantage of. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. I think sometimes I get confused, you know, Ron, because I've heard people say, well, you know, you're supposed to just pray to God in Yeshua's name. And then, so you see how I can get be confused with all that. Right, right. Well, Yeshua also said, you know, that we can ask him for anything and, and he'll do it. So I don't think God is into formulas. And I don't think, um, you know, I've been taught the same thing. I think God is much more looking at our heart than he is to make sure that we said it exactly the right way. I have a hard time seeing God as a legalist who said, you know what, we really wanted to answer Ron's prayer, you know, but he, he, he had a technicality that he messed up on, so we're going to have to leave that prayer unanswered. I don't think that if no. God goes unanswered, it's not because of that. Well, I'm really glad that you shared what you shared because I personally know people that are struggling with depression. And when this goes over the air, I know that there's a lot of people out there that can relate to what you experienced. And I am so very glad that you shared what you did. And I think that we should absolutely ask Yeshua to pray for us. And wow. Now, you send so many interesting emails. If somebody wants to get on the list so that they can receive these Excellent insights. How would they do that? They just go to roncantor.com. That's R-O-N-C-A-N-T-O-R.com. That's my personal website. And when you sign up, I'll send you a free book uh, that I wrote called The Coming End Time Awakening, which is about uh, revival that's coming in the end time, the 
the salvation of Israel, a move of God among, amongst the nations. Uh, people seem to like it, and I think it'll really encourage people uh, in their walk with God. And then they'll get their get our uh, regular emails or teaching and updates from Israel. Excellent. So you said it's roncantor.com? Yes, that's right, roncantor.com. One of the books you wrote also, which I highly recommend, is I think it's called uh, Leave Me Alone, I'm Jewish, or something like that. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. That's the name. Very wonderful. Great. Well, in the, in the few minutes that we have left, how would you like us to be praying for you or your family, your ministry, anything? Well, certainly we, you know, we live in Israel, and uh, it is intense here. There is, as somebody once said, the same demons that killed the Messiah are still here in Israel. They didn't die. Uh, there is resistance both in the spirit. Um, we, I don't, when this airs, I'm not sure what our government will look like. But right now, our government is the most religious anti-Messiah government that we have ever had, probably since. 1948. Um, I had a friend yesterday, very well-known minister, Jewish, who was uh, detained at the airport for seven hours, um, and they weren't going to let him in. He had to make a promise that he would not be involved in any missionary, as they call it, activity. Um, so, uh, if that government, <laughs> the if that government is still in place, just you know, pray for us to have you know, favor and, and mercy, and to be bold. You know, the the, the first disciples, they, it, it, even going beyond the first Jewish disciples, but to the point where it became a, you know, the high, highly Gentile-dominated movement, for those first 300 years uh, until Rome, Rome embraced, um, embraced the faith, embraced Christianity, it was, it was a dangerous, dangerous thing to be a believer, and yet it exploded. So I don't like opposition. I don't like persecution. But I do recognize that it's through difficulties like that that we tend to grow, that people uh, come to faith, uh, that we see miracles, signs, and wonders. So pray for us as a body. Pray for the pastoral leadership here, uh, the Messianic leaders throughout the country, for their children uh, to follow the Lord. Um, and that we would have an open heaven here in Israel. That's how you can pray. And for Shilano to be, that we would continue to reach Israelis, Jews and Arabs, uh, with the message of Yeshua. Amen. And may the Lord continue to provide all that you need and open doors for you to walk through, young man. And someday I know you're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> so... so. Yes. Thank you so much for being my guest again. And would you come on the air again with me sometime? Sure. Absolutely. My pleasure. Great. Well, thank you for now. And we'll say shalom. Shalom. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Ron Cantor. And although I talked with him a couple of months ago, it seems very timely that it goes on the air now. So remember to keep him and his family in your prayers. And God bless you. And we have time for one more song. Stay tuned. All right, we don't have time for the whole song, but here's Deborah Kleine and Turno dancing in the New Jerusalem.
exalting victory in your mighty hands. And we will sing kadosh kadosh to the Lord of hosts, joining in the angels' choir. And forever we will be all in unity, every nation and every tribe. We'll be dancing in the streets, dancing at his feet, dancing in the Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom.